And welcome to episode two of Brickyard Composition with David and Richard. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, Richard? <laughs> so, so, so we're talking about artist statements today. I've been redesigning my, my website. Uh-huh. For, my, for my work, uh, because I need to do more exhibitions and just sort of I needed to freshen it up, and so it got me be unhappy with your your older website. I just wasn't keeping it up to date, and it was on a platform I didn't like. So yeah, and so I wanted to move the the platform, and also wanted to change to a platform where I could more easily sell work, and and directly from my site really well, and inventory everything. Uh huh. So it came with sort of this redesign, and then it got me thinking about okay, I need I need to put an artist statement up because I have my sort of you know CV up there, and you know people expect an artist statement, especially if you're sending your site out to for exhibitions. And, sure. Yeah, and so I I was staring at it, and you know I used to do some art writing. Uh, yeah, you were a ghostwriter, weren't you? Yeah, ghostwriter for art experts. Yeah. And part of that job, writing about artists, naturally, I had to read a lot of artist statements. Uh-huh. And they're all, they were always bad, always, right? Like, this was the worst part of, of the job. The, was reading. the actual artists' statements or the statements you wrote for the artists? No, no, I didn't write for the artists. I wrote... I was a ghostwriter for our experts writing about the artists. Ah, I see, I see. But I had to... So then there's... I just have this huge distaste in my mouth for artist statements. So I was looking at my website. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And so I I haven't written that yet. And right now there's placeholder text, which is from the site... um, Artibolics? Yeah, yeah. I know. You sent that to me a while ago. That's 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 a favorite of yours. So if you're not aware, Artie Bollix is, and we'll put a link in the, in the show notes, but Artie Bollix generates artist statements for you. Just at random? Or I guess like, you think yeah, there's like an I algorithm? Yeah, I think there's like, like an algorithm behind it. Yeah, you just sort of like figured out like what, you know, how, how artist statements sound and what's in them. Um, so so you, do you want to play a game, Richard? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's play a game. Okay, so you have to guess which one of these was Artie Bollocks generated. So just, and which one is an actual artist statement? <laughs> okay. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an expert at artist statements, so yeah, I'll surely know the difference <laughs> between so, a yeah. fake artist statement and a real artist statement. I would hope so. You're... You're an even better artist than I, so you, <laughs> gosh, you need to be on top. Okay. <clears throat> a few artist statements. Okay, artist statement number one. My work explores the relationship between gender politics and unwanted gifts. With influences as diverse as Kafka and Joni Mitchell, new tensions are distilled from both traditional and modern layers. Ever since I was a pre-adolescent, I've been fascinated by the unrelenting divergence of the zeitgeist. Which starts out as hope soon becomes debased into a cacophony of temptation, leaving only a sense of nihilism and the prospect of a new reality. 
As spatial forms become transformed through diligent and critical practice, the viewer is left with a clue to the darkness of our existence. That's some deep stuff right there. It sounds like really deep art. That's, yeah, that's authentic. That's a, that's a, that's well, a okay. You got to wait for number, number two. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I do sort of want to see Kafka, Joni Mitchell art. Um, so, okay. Number two, I think of my installations as unfinished inventories of fragments, objects, drawings, paintings, photographs, and other inventions. They are improvisational sites in which the constructed and the ready-made are used to question our making of the world through language and knowledge. My arrangements are schematic, inviting the viewer to move into a space of speculation. I rely on our desires for beauty, poetics, and seduction. The work thus far has, has used the frame of the museum to promote a secret history of modernity, and in that process, point to stereotypes of difference which are hidden in plain sight. I have found the histories of surrealism and minimalism to be useful in the rearranging of received ideas. The objects I make are placed in the canon of modernist art in hopes of making visible what is overlooked in the historicizing of the artist. This project has always been grounded in pleasure and aesthetics. Which one was that AI? Was, that was pretty Which intellectual one? there. That's, I don't know. We've got the deep, deep poetic statement and the uh, wordy intellectual statement. And uh, I don't know if my sarcasm is going to come through in a podcast. Cause I don't they, know, but they, it's they can't fine. see my face. Or maybe, will we do videos? But uh, my expertise in artist statements is failing me now. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly I can't tell which has more bullshit in it. Uh, the first one or the second one. Jeez. Well, there was some name dropping in the first one and some big words like cacophony and that that sounds like a piece of shit artist to me. So <laughs> I mean I think like okay, so the the second one was the real artist statement. Oh. The, first, the first one was Artie Bollocks generated. Jeez, it's so but, hard okay. to tell these days. <laughs> but like, okay, so here's the thing. This is what my question is: Do we like do we get anything from this? Like, I mean, they could be a great artist. I have no idea because it doesn't tell me anything. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what these things mean. I have high reading, uh, high reading comprehension level. I think in general, but when we talk about using a ready-made to question a making the world through language, like that doesn't. I don't know what that means. Yeah, like I don't. It know doesn't if the tell me knows what that means. Does it tell us anything about that art? Like, is there like? If you pull up the thing, because I, I, you can look let's, at the... Let's the name document. that asshole artist. What, who's that artist? <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Instantly <laughs> made all okay, the... Okay, okay, no, no, no. Let's not, let's not blacklist That's, ourselves before yeah. we... But, I, I, I mean, this is just sort of a common thing, though, because they're might, they're, they might be really nice and just, like, it's succumbing to the pressure of making bullshit artist statements right because that's yeah, like I, well they don't have to be bullshit so i would think you know like if you really if if it sounds like a lot of bullshit then you know they're not a good artist i would think i mean 
It's hard because I've just I've read a lot from artists I like, and it's still it's often that same kind of thing where it's hard for me to actually learn anything about the art from it. It doesn't right. add anything. Uh, and this this example actually got from a website which was giving advice about artist statements, mm-hmm. how to write them. And I thought the advice was really good. It said, what hey, site was that? Um, it was so uh, gyst-inc.com. Ah. Um, oh, we'll share gyst for get, getting your shit together. So it's a site making life better for artists. Yeah, I'll, I'll share the link. And I think, honestly, I think the their guidelines are really good, right? But they say, hey, um, p- uh, pomposity, right? Like, it's not about pomposity. Like, don't. Yeah, don't that use, one, their example was a little pompous. I mean, well, she plant. She was like self-proclaimed historically significant, you know, almost yeah. like. And it says what an artist is not. Yeah, it says it's not a grandiose and empty expressions and cliches about your work and views. And I feel like the statement. So, oh, I should mention that statement I read is from their site as an example. So I yeah. think their guidelines are good, but then the example says don't use grandiose and empty expressions. And you're like, I feel like their example is only grandiose. Yeah, and I mean, even even my favorite statements, it depending on what mood you're in and who you are, like, like what your limits are, they almost always sound highfalutin and like, grandiose honestly like even mark rothko i love mark rothko's statements yeah. about his work but yeah he sounds like he's a little full of himself and, and you kind of have to be to be an artist i think i mean i've, I've talked to people about this it, humility is really important but you know for a musician a writer uh, an artist uh, an athlete if you're gonna if you're really trying to perform on a high level in a competitive way uh yeah. You have to believe in yourself. You have to think you're you've got something to contribute. Otherwise, you know, don't do it. You know, you, and you wouldn't do it. So, no, that's a good point. Like, you're, I mean, you have to. You're sort of selling your art, right? So, any in a sense, it's going to have that sort of over the top salesmanship to it, and that should be expected. Well, I would think that's a bad statement, though. It, okay. It, it, my favorite statements definitely don't like come off as as sale oriented well, statements but and, and they are in a sense like claiming the importance of their work so i guess in that sense you know they're that's like, what i'm saying you're yeah you're creating value or of yourself as an artist yeah i mean so maybe maybe grandiose is okay to an extent but i do like that it's not empty expressions because i felt like that was empty yeah like, no I, I i i have some statements that i could share that are not empty like i definitely there may be some mystery and an enigma, you know, uh, involved, but they they definitely seem genuine and 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 heartfelt, you know, like when the artist made them. Do do you so like are do you think do you think artist statements are necessary? Like be, like um, ideally, no. I, I mean, think of the hundreds thousands of years of art history that we have these artifacts these objects we don't even know who made them but they're unbelievably beautiful uh they're working with symbols that as you know 
as far as we're concerned, are universal. We may not know the particular meaning in that context of that culture, but they still carry meaning for us today. Um, and, uh, you know, my life has been enriched by so many ancient artworks and, and even medieval artworks where the artists are anonymous. So I don't think they're necessary. Uh, I think they can. They have the potential to add something or clarify something at the very least. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't put too much importance on them. I think the work has to really speak for itself. You should, you know, when I look at artwork, I know right away if I'm drawn to it and, and if it, it's illuminating for me, you know, like the experience with the work. Uh, the words are, are extra. I tend to look for the words afterwards. Like if there's an artist I really admire and I want to get to know them better, then I'll, I'll dig deeper and, and look at their statements. And they're not always great. Sometimes they are wordy. But, um, you know, the books that we have, especially the, the artists I like are older, so they're, they're actually published books. They're not just all over the Internet with tweets and things. Like, yeah. there was a lot of revision and editing, I'm sure, in what was released. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, they yeah. said tons of dumb stuff, but the the best of the you know the creme yeah yeah the la creme made it into their catalog or book so uh yeah, yeah. No. i mean i i definitely admire some of the things that morris graves said for example he's one of my favorite artists do you, do you have like yeah have yeah let me see i'll find something that i like um okay okay here's a a statement that he prepared for the exhibition catalog uh, it was a show titled Americans 1942, 18 artists from nine states. This, this was the show that really put him on the map uh, at, at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Uh, he exhibited 30 works and he wrote, quote, I paint to evolve a changing language of symbols, a language with which to remark upon the qualities of our mysterious capacities which direct us toward ultimate reality. I paint to rest from the phenomena of the external world, to pronounce it, and to make notations of its essences with which to verify the inner eye, end quote. So I, I think, you know, for somebody who's not into uh, ideas of ultimate reality, uh, mysticism, you know, if the word essence like turns you off right away, like the word transcendence might, um, or even the idea of the inner eye, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to shut down as soon as you hear somebody, you know, refer to those concepts. But if, if you're into that type of stuff, if, if you, if yeah. you do like, uh, this more introspective approach to, to art, for me, that gets me really excited. Like that's like hitting the mark. Yeah, I mean, but there at least it felt somewhat consistent. Like I think I can get what he's going for at least. I mean, I might not know exactly what the pieces will look like, mm -hmm. but this notion numerous times, you know, he sort of mentioned um, uh, our whatever mysterious capacities or whatever you said. Um, I yeah. have it in front of me, but um, that you know, those, those internal introspective things, those internal things that we use to change the external. So there was this whole like introspection and that relationship with the outside world. I mean, which he reiterated, you know, so, yeah. I mean, it, it has more of a, I, I can actually get some sort of an idea from it better than, um, 
than the two artist statements we started with for sure right like i right and it was yeah it's to the point i i feel it's two lines um yeah they really pack a punch and they're they're along similar lines so yeah that that's that's one that i really like and and he uh, you know he's known for not really wanting to talk about his work a whole lot although there there are plenty of great quotes and there's a whole book uh, published, uh, he and John Cage put something together. It's it's all of his drawings, and he comments on each drawing that's that's in the book. But again, they're short statements, one or two liners. Um, my favorite statement from him is is really uh, it's all about how the artist statement, you know, could very much confuse the viewer. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if what I've said so far is confounding, you know, elaborating on it would just make matters worse. Now, that's not an exact quote. I, I don't yeah. have that one in front of me either, but uh, it's kind of, you know, just yeah, highlighting the limitations of, of our language and, yeah. uh, you know, that we're visual artists and, and that's really the language that we're working with. Yeah, you know that. I mean, that's, that's sort of like what, what gets me because I, my whole thing, you know, my background's in mathematics, right? Mm-hmm. So in, in math, we love defining everything because people want to argue about stuff before they've defined it really well, which makes it really silly. And so I've defined, I like to define art in general as philosophy by other means, right? So I, I like to make a distinction between artistic media and art, capital A-R-T, right? And art is philosophy by other means. So that, you know, you have like photography, which is maybe meaningless aesthetic, but if there's idea or philosophy behind it, that's what makes it art, right? It's artistic media otherwise. And and I'm not saying I don't, I dislike all photos that aren't art. No, I like both, but that's how I, I define it, right? And so the whole point is we've chosen a visual, we've chosen the visual means to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's exactly what you're saying is like, I'm realizing I think this sort of wordy, like these sort of empty expressions, these 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 statements that roll off the tongue and sound good, but are actually meaningless. Yeah, I, I I've often wonder if they come from sort of this insecurity um, as artists comparing ourselves to other. Um, areas of study where they have very technical jargon right and but we forget i think we forget that our technical jargon is visual right right? that like that as visual artists right what Um, what discipline would you be comparing it to like give me an example like i mean i just think in general like like, well yeah psychology or any of most disciplines right we have yeah philosophy itself right it's very easy to sound technical and have this technical jargon and that's what makes it academic and so we go well if we want to be academic and be taken seriously in our thing we need to also have technical jargon right right and for me the whole point is we've chosen philosophy by other means than than words per se right um unless you're uh holzer jenny holzer who just uses words but um (laughs) um no but you know i think we forget that like the whole point is our technical jargon is visual. That is yep. our technical jargon. Yeah. Right? And Which if the viewer can't see it in the work, then it's not there. Then then either they didn't 
they didn't look at it enough. Their comprehension wasn't there, or were sure. crappy artists, or a mixture of both, right? Like right. I don't. Yeah. yeah, it could be could be both. Yeah, yeah. because That's a good point. I mean, they may not be an active participant. You know, they may just. You know, they're yeah. just looking, oh, that doesn't look like a photograph. Uh, I'm moving on to the next one, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Just because someone doesn't understand, you know, like, uh, you know, Wittgenstein doesn't mean Wittgenstein is junk philosophy, right? Like, right, right. You know, just you might have to spend a little extra time reading it, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Same thing for some art, right? Like, yeah, you it, may have to spend more time looking. You may... Yeah. Thinking. need to look at more art in general because sometimes you know artists yeah. are definitely responding to other artists yeah right no absolutely yeah i mean let it rattle in your head it's like when i read some novels like i have to think about it before i can make a formative judgment on the book you know sometimes mm -hmm. it has to rattle around in there and i have to think about the themes and everything before yeah I and, make and i get that with music if sometimes the first yeah. listen i'm like ah Oh, uh, let me give that another try. And then I listen to it two or three times and I'm like, whoa, this is like, whew. love it. Yeah. No, I, it grows on you. Yeah. There, and there's some things like that, that just are a little, that take, take time, even if you're intelligent, even if you're quick. Uh, so I like that whole idea that if you're already confounded, you know, me trying to explain it is only going to make matters worse. Cause that's what right. it, feels like a art even good artist statements can do sometimes it's yeah they definitely can they can they can confuse people if you're using big words and it's long-winded no one really wants to read all that and it's, that's one of the beauties of art honestly it's uh, now i'm not saying you should only spend a minute looking at, at an artwork you should spend much more than that but you can instantly have a reaction too. I mean, you know, first glance at, at an artwork is it, it's a first impression, you know, and we, we know how important first impressions are. So it's, you know, and then can it sustain a longer viewing the, the, the statement, no one really wants to spend a long time taking in an artist's statement, you yeah. know, if it doesn't pack a punch and that, and in writing too, I mean, good writing is, is concise, right? Less is yeah. more. So, uh, I think people, yeah, they hide behind their statements that their work might be empty and they try to make up for that with a long winded statement. And uh, honestly, I wonder why they're so important today. I have a feeling, you know, it started before we were even born, uh, you know, like maybe in the 70s or something art becoming increasingly conceptual, uh, moving away from technique and, mm. you know, uh, just trying to replace technique with words. Um, and there's nothing wrong with conceptual art. There's very powerful conceptual yeah. art, but, um, yeah, such heavy reliance on the artist statement. It's like, it's, it's, it's a shitty position to be in. I, as an artist, I don't like to be, in. I've, I've, I have felt forced to write a lot of artist statements and some things I've written I, I like I look back and I'm like wow wow that was well said 
Um, some things I, you know, I wish I could, I could edit them, but they're, they're out there. They're on the internet now. So, you know, hopefully they're buried by better things I have to say in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they just make everything that came after look even better. So thank yeah, you. Thank you, you Richard. Positive thinking. Statement. Positive thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the same thing with our art, right? Cause there's some things I've done or, you know, I was so proud of, and then you look at now and you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just. That's part of how it works, right? Yeah. So. I've tried to say things that are kind of timeless. Like, I don't like to be dated too much by what I say. And I, even in my work, I, I like I, I like the idea of being more of a timeless artist. I don't often find myself responding to, like, current events, for example, which is fine. Yeah. Like, some artists, I mean, like, yeah. when 9-11 happened, that was a, that was, they felt called to remark upon that. And that's, you know, a lot of times there are, artists who, who Guernica for example you know yeah. I mean Goya yeah there's countless artists who um, have responded to the world around them. just not my name. my thing I'm focused on 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 other ideas but um I guess you know there could be good day like that story it's not an artist statement but it's more of a you know just just a whether it's a myth or what I don't know if it, it was a rumor or it actually happened but the who was it? Um, they they came knocking uh, on P Picasso's door with a photo of Guernica. Uh, the authorities at the time, I you know I don't know who it was exactly, but um, they they bang on his door and he answers the door and they show him the picture of Guernica and they're like, "Did you paint this?" You know, it was like degenerate art for them. Uh, yeah, and he says, "No, you painted it." Which is just so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Did Picasso write artist statements? There's a there are amazing <laughs> quotes from him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, letters that he wrote to friends. You know, like we're having a podcast right now. Maybe we'll quote ourselves someday. But we didn't think of it as an artist statement. Well, I think your um, speculation that it might come from abstraction is interesting without being able to verify that. Um, I think there is this tendency in um, modern, particularly uh, non-objectional non art, um, uh, non-objective art. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's this tendency to, for people who either reject everything because they don't get it right away, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, uh, you know, my kid could could do that. Um, and that's like a whole other uh, podcast just on that statement. But um, yeah, then, we should uh, do one on that. Yeah, I, I'm totally down for that. Uh, I actually printed out a, a study related to that. So we'll do it. We'll do a podcast on that nice. for sure. Um, but uh, then then there's this other thing where I think people who want to be on the in over accept so they like yeah. everything right. because they be part of the club. Yeah. And they're the, again, this insecurity, you're afraid of being the one who doesn't get it. Right. Right. But then you end up getting everything. And an artist statement makes it easy if you're in that ladder camp, because if they tell you what it's about, you can be like, oh, it's about that. I can use these words from this sure. statement. And it, it gives you sort of this safe way to talk about the art, but maybe yeah. the statement's crap and maybe the art is also crap and maybe the two never meet. 
you know, like their their yeah. Venn diagram has a zero intersection, right? Like this statement doesn't mean anything in relation to this art. They're both crap, but you're using now the statement to feel better about talking about this art, right? Yeah, yeah, they've been infected with the artist's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's hard because you see both, right? You see this over-acceptance, I take everything, not like a critical examination of each thing, right? Like people yeah. say, oh, I I like, you know, contemporary art. I like modern art. I'm like, that. those statements don't tell me anything because contemporary and modern art are so diverse. Right. And even if you tell me, oh, I like abstract expressionism, I'm like, well, you want to say like, what abstract? Like, do you like color field do you like you know do you like action painting do you you know like (laughs) right right it's so vague yeah yeah um it it makes me think of a couple of things honestly um one is that you you do run the risk when you make a statement of uh explaining away the mystery of of the work you know i a lot of musicians refrain from commenting on their songs they don't want to explain the lyrics they they were written because they can be interpreted in many ways like poetry and you as a viewer can bring your personal experiences and unlock a meaning that's unique to you um that's the beauty of art and music and and poetry um and there's what the artist put into it. And and if you can see through the artist's eyes, then that's, you know, that's, of course, even better. But um, it reminds me of uh, an essay. I think it's called Beauty is a State by Ananda Kumaraswamy. And in that essay, uh, I think there are some very controversial issues for us today because we're not living in a in a very traditional society but traditionally art you know it's it served a purpose um and it was it was very much intertwined with ritual and spirituality and and religion so it was very it was very important in uh supporting people in in those activities and and in those rituals uh, in, in culture uh, so Ananda Kumar Swami, he makes a claim that your opinions need to be earned, right? It's like beauty's in the eye of the beholder and, you know, so on and so forth. But in order to be an art critic, which is uh, almost on the level of being the artist who has the vision, you're the one who has to behold the same vision of the artist and then interpret it for the masses. Um, you're, you've earned your your opinions. Your opinion's more important than... Uh, just any any Joe. Sorry to all the yeah. Joes out there, but uh, yeah. you know, and and we have that attitude today where we're a little bit anti-education and not uh, in the sense that I have eyes in my head. I, what I see is just as uh, important yeah. as as what you see. And who are you to tell me uh, what the meaning of this is? Which it creates a weird irony because then why do we even care about artist statements? It's weird. It's like a paradox almost like on one hand, (laughs) but maybe not. Maybe we're talking about different crowds. The people you're referring to who buy into the statements are usually art people, right? They're in the community that's going to galleries. Whereas the larger public, I think agree that artist statements suck and they feel really disappointed by them and turned off by them. Uh, not to mention the work itself oftentimes. I, I, I hear from people all the time um, 
in galleries like really like you know that that's saying like you will do another podcast on my child could do that right and then they yeah. just walk out of the gallery and they're like so disappointed yeah. um so yeah i guess i guess it's the art people who are buying into them and then the larger public who i think artists should really strive to reach i mean it's it's imagine touching the lives of a larger audience um those people they're left in the dark and they don't want to be bothered with it because they know it's such bullshit yeah no that's hard because when you use that sort of like pompous like you know yeah verbosity that is empty you know like people that you might be able to attract with your art is just yeah they you see know, right in through intelligent it. people because the people the, the people who you want evaluating your art right you talk about respect earned the people who are intelligent and critical thinkers and are going to actually give time to your art are exactly the people who are going to see through your artist statement. Right. Right. I mean, those are the, and those are the people you want looking at your, or I want, at least those are the people I want looking at my art. Mm-hmm. Right. Are the pe- because the people who, even if they dislike it, ha- can tell me why very specifically and have a reason behind it. Right. The, the people who think about it. And those are exactly the people who are going to see this and go that sentence just has words that you like in it right right like uh, so yeah it's it's interesting i i don't know i mean i guess we sort of have to write them right because we're asked for them we want to do a show or we want to enter into a group show or yeah you you know they're kind of required by by most people even even dealers might want to see an artist statement um so yeah you're kind of trapped you have to put something out there but you you try to keep it short i would think uh yeah and just write it from the bottom of your heart really from the bottom of my heart hopefully you've, you've put thought into the work beforehand so then when it comes time to write your statement it won't won't be a real challenge or you keep a diary or you keep a journal and you're keeping track of your thoughts all the time you know well at the moment the artist statement on my website is generated by Artie bollocks so, <laughs> so so i mean i feel like that's good for the moment you've had some know positive responses yeah i put, I put maybe, it up on twitter and i didn't give done. an indication yeah i didn't i didn't like indicate whether or not you know that it was like tongue you know if there's a joke and um, I think some people got it right away, and some people didn't. Um, and you know, like we're like, oh, look, sounds good. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like it's a, just a generated artist statement, um, which is funny because all the people who follow me on Twitter presumably also know what kind of stuff I do. So you'd expect more people who didn't realize it was a joke to at least say that doesn't make sense with your, yeah, with your art. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I would think. For anyone to read the statement, they either have to already like your work and then they mm-hmm. want to know more or they just don't get it at all. And they're hoping that the statement will, will yeah. make it clear. Which is them. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were, you pointed that out that you read statements once you already like work, which I like that. That's sort of like a, a good approach, like examine things more from um a deconstructionist like point of view at first yeah don't like don't look at context or stuff like try to examine it um, right. because only then will you actually look at does hey does 
what's a function of this? Does form match it, right? And then after that, because I'm not a full deconstructionist, like look at the evidence and see if it matches up, right? Because if you come to something and you're like this to a conclusion looking at a work and then you read the artist statement and he says like the complete opposite, you'll go, okay, maybe I didn't like this as much, right? Like it's yeah. really... Um, yeah, but yeah statements then, are dangerous. Yeah, but if I ran a gallery, which you know, I've, I've I was honestly just toying with the idea of it. It's it's a ton of work, and I'd rather be making art than selling art. But I did recently sell two artworks by other artists, and yeah, I was like, huh, that was easy because it's so much easier to talk about another artist's work in the sense that people won't immediately be turned off by it. Um, obviously, it's easier to talk about your own work because you know what you've done. But, you know, if you go on uh, a long uh, rant about how great you are or how important your artwork is, people are like, ugh, what an yeah. asshole. He thinks he's like God's gift to the world. <laughs> yeah. um, but if I say Dave Allen is like one of the best photographers out there, uh, definitely the best photographer I know, uh, his work's like – not just your typical cell phone pick it's it's poetic there's something surreal about it he creates a mood the lighting the ambiance like yeah people are then like whoa i want to see show me like where who's he yeah no it's absolutely easier i have stuff hanging up from a few artists in my house and a couple pieces from you too actually and well, what nice i was of... going to say hold on, hold on. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry 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 um before I lose my train of thought was if I did open a gallery, oh yeah, I would want to look at the work first. I wouldn't ask people for an artist statement up front. I would evaluate it just by the work itself. And then I'd have my short stack of, of portfolios that I liked. And then I would want to see maybe a statement. Yeah, no, I think that sounds fair. And I like that because if, their statement coincides with your evaluation that's a huge that's a great signal that this is this is a good fit yeah and if it totally conflicts you go okay either they're not being honest with the statement or i was reading something into it that there's not you know like uh, yeah no I, li I like that idea a lot but that's not what people are doing unfortunately you know people are asking for artist statements right away yeah of course yeah i know it's yeah. and they're and they're probably looking at the work we send on like a cell phone screen really small sure. scrolling quickly reading this artist statement and go you know not deep deep looking at the work and then have you have the statement right away um which just does not feel right um no. when like we we're saying the tech our technical language is visual that is our technical language. So there isn't a need to try to imbue like our statements with need needless like technical um, jargon. jargon. Right? Yeah, which is what we try to do. But. So what are you what are you gonna do for your website? I mean, are you gonna replace the Artie Bollocks or I don't know. I'm sort of outdo Artie Bollocks. I, I don't know, know that I man. can. The bar I'm is really pretty can. high there. I'm I'm really I'm really tempted to leave it. I'll be honest. Like I, I it's, it's hard because the Artie Bollocks one it generated for me talks about UFO sightings, and I'm like, this yeah. is great because I do stuff 
you know, darkroom composites that like look like ships with the moon and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this probably really confused people because it's like talking about being influenced by UFO sightings. I'm like, <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, I guess this is real. Have you seen a UFO? <laughs> what? I don't have think... you. I mean, I've seen things flying that I couldn't identify. So by definition, were they not UFOs? Don't identify flying. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I mean, um. Well, you you haven't seen anything that you thought was an alien. Not that I was convinced was an alien. I haven't either, but I'm open to the idea of aliens. Your series Above Reason is about like, right? Wait, am I allowed to talk about that? You can. You can. Oh, did you? You think that has to do with? no, well, no, it's just about aliens? something like you sort of saw that you couldn't explain, right? So yes, oh yes, yeah. okay, yeah. right. Oh, so the actual experience. Mm-hmm. I told you about that. Yeah. Oh man! Wow. Okay. Am so, I not supposed to talk about? That, should we cut that from the no, show? No, 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 no. You you can talk about it, but that is exactly something that I wouldn't put in an artist statement, and maybe I should. I don't know. Depending, I think depending on my situation, which is. Not probably the best way to think about it, but uh, it it could totally sound like bullshit. I mean, that like if I told you that story, I would, and that's why I kept it a secret for so long yeah. was I didn't think anybody would believe me, and that's probably how people who've seen aliens feel. I I maybe some of them yeah. like that, like I'm going to be hospitalized, like I'm yeah. they're going to put me away if I tell them I saw an alien, but. Right, so I, I was on a I was on a, a sort of cliff overlooking the Pacific uh, up north, northern California, and it was one of those wonderful foggy days, the sun setting, and and through the mist I had a vision. I saw like a cloud, and it took the form of a cross, and it seemed to be descending, and I I actually was terrified. I was yeah. I was scared. I was so I was frightened and I looked away. I felt like totally unprepared to like go through with whatever was happening. And uh yeah, I looked back and it was gone at all. It was just like like it never even happened. But uh it turns out, yeah, that's what I painted. Not knowingly though. I had a whole different idea of what I was doing in that series and I wrote about it. If you read my statements yeah. about that series, it has nothing to do with having a, a weird sighting off the coast of California. It's, yeah. you know, it was about visualizing inspiration. And, you know, if I could give inspiration that feeling of form, what what shape would it take? Um, but, yeah, after I painted the series and I looked at it, I was like, whoa, that looks a lot like that vision I had. And yeah. I, maybe subconsciously that's what was happening, you know, but... Mm. So maybe you need to mention UFO settings in your artist statements. <laughs> maybe you need to take my Artie Bollocks one and I need to actually write a real <laughs> freaking artist statement. I'll give you my Artie Bollocks one if you if you want it. You'll lend it to me? Yeah, I'll lend it to you. Would that be uh, plagiarism or? I don't know. I mean, I'm already like using it on my site and it's from Artie Bollocks. So yeah. I've already crossed that bridge. Well, so I guess I mean in the end I still have to probably write one. Um, Do you think people like, plagiarize artist statements? Oh, I'm sure, like bits from it. Maybe oh. they don't even realize they like how something sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be like someone will say something like a meaningless phrase, like "Oh, I explore like 
I, ideas of like you know ethereal ethereal notions of temporary existence in the human sphere right i just made that up but that's the kind of <laughs> sentence people say you forgot right? you forgot nihilism yeah yeah and in and its relation to nihilism <laughs> and they'll hear that and they'll be like yeah man like the i don't even remember what i just said but they'll, they'll like that like oh here comes my. Puppy. I like how that sounds, and maybe that just sort of becomes art jargon in the future. You know, Bowie has something to say about okay. artist statements here. All right, Bowie, Bowie, what do you have to say? Just kisses. I can. Mm. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> but well, all right. I'll, I'll I'll write an artist statement, and uh, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, how about I just end with reading what it generated for me? Go ahead, go ahead. I, I like it. Read me your just... generated Artie Bollock statement. Yeah, on my on my website, my work explores the relationship between postmodern discourse and UFO sightings, with influences as diverse as Machiavelli and John Lennon. New combinations are manufactured from both opaque and transparent dialogues. Ever since I was a pre-adolescent, I have been fascinated by the traditional understanding of the human condition. What starts out as a vision soon becomes corrupted into a manifesto of distress, leaving only a sense of chaos and the dawn of a new beginning. This is perfect for your series, man. As, <laughs> as temporal replicas become frozen through frantic and repetitive practice, the viewer is left with an insight into the possibilities of our culture. Oh man, that's that's well. Who who would know the difference? I I don't know. It sounds exactly. <laughs> well, if they knew you, they would know the difference. But if, if they don't know you and they're just surfing the internet, then uh, yeah, it's just more Artie Bollocks. It's more Artie Bollocks. So I guess um, this was brought to you by Artie Bollocks. <laughs>